You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Startup Nation today, my featured guest is Dr. Amanda Hellman. She is known as the Cognitive Release Coach. She's a healthy family connector author, mindset coach, and mental health motivator. And she's a good kingdom entrepreneur, just like many of you. Now, she was on my other show, Broken Catholic, talking about what God's been doing in her life, right? And how she's surrendered to him and he's taken over her life. And now she gets to do uh, this healing ministry within her business, like bring God's power to heal the brokenness in humanity. It's not her. She knows that. But she's accessing and tapping into God's power with the authority given to her as a daughter of God. Okay? And we all have that power, but the enemy wants us to believe we don't. So many of us don't even venture into that authority that we have. And we play small, and we stay frightened and scared of the enemy, and we believe the lies. And we end up in poverty mindset and many other lies we just live in. Well... We got to break out of that, okay? So Amanda helps individuals like yourself, business owners, entrepreneurs, break out of all that head trash. And uh, she's going to help us do that today. But we're going to get into her entrepreneurial story. Now, she's right before the 100K mark. Like, she's about to do it. She's, like, so close. So it's exciting. We're going to celebrate with her um, that she's got her business up to this place and what God's about to do next. So Amanda, welcome to your first 100 K top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and just fill in some of the gaps in that intro. Would you? Thanks Joseph. It's so great to be here. Hello everybody. I am, yeah, I'm a coach. I've been in education and leadership and mental health fields and I bring that together and I help empower people to move forward and just break through in any areas that are holding you back. And a lot of that is what I've gone through. So I've gone through a lot of these things to help you get there quicker. You know, they say hurt people hurt people and they say healed people get to actually start healing people if they lean into their identity, right? So why do we go through all this stuff, all this pain, all this suffering? Well, I think God has a plan in it. I know God has a plan in it. And it's so that we can now serve others who are stuck in that pain and we can show them the way out, the way God led us out. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into it. Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business actually know. Sure. So I love, I actually don't own a TV. <laughs> uh, I write and I read, uh, but I do go to the movies, but not always. And I've done that since college. So a lot of times when people are talking about movies, I'm familiar just from the internet, but that is a fun fact. And it's not uh, because I don't enjoy it. I love that, but it's not my main focus. So that's actually helped me a lot. Keep, keep focused more. I think. I think that is huge, <laughs> right? Like what we put in is what comes out in our life, right? What's the content going into our mm-hmm. heads and just to eliminate the TV in your home, like you're eliminating 70% of the trash, mm-hmm. like right there, which is going to open up your brain for clarity and easier decision-making. Right. And so many people, I think they're business owners, right? Entrepreneurs, they're bogged down um, in their decision making. They're constantly second guessing themselves. And a lot of it has to do Mm -hmm. with what they're shoveling into their brain every day, consciously Mm -hmm. or unconsciously. Wouldn't you agree? Mm -hmm. I agree. I absolutely agree. It's ridiculous. (laughs) When you work with a client, I'm just curious on that point. Mm -hmm. Do you get into that with them? Like, hey, how much? negative uh, news or content are you, you know, consuming on a weekly basis? And step one, you're going to take a fast from all that. Do you do you ever do that or no? That's a good question. I haven't actually done that with anybody. Never know. It might come up. Uh, but typically what I do is look at what kind of negative thoughts they're thinking and get to the bottom of it. You know, the main one and then the other fun little negative thoughts that come in a dialogue afterwards. Okay. That's pretty cool. You know, I've done it one, once or twice with my clients and they took on a 30 day fast from oh. negative news, uh, social media, all social media and, and podcast. Um, because a lot of the, the business podcasts out there are a lot of trash in it. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of negativity, right? About the world, yeah. the economy, all that stuff. And after 30 days, they're just like, oh my gosh, my energy, my clarity. Yeah. Like I'm getting back to the gym again. I feel motivated. Mm. And it's just because they got their brain back. It's, it's quite yeah, fascinating. True. Anyway, all right. That's good. Let's talk about you and business. How many years you've been in this coaching business? When did you start it? Good question. I actually started this in 2021, the top of 2021, but I actually didn't start until I officially left my job um, full time in August 2021. So I've been in it probably a year and a half, maybe some change two years and really in 2020 with the pandemic that's when I started getting all my training all of a sudden everything shut down I I never worked at home Joseph that's the fun fact I was like oh let me go everywhere else but home because I can't work there that was such a not true I loved working from home I got so much done and I realized I could actually do things online and and never have to leave except for different things you know it's nice to see people and so I learned I started to grow and join different groups and have different coaching and then all of a sudden it was revealed to me that I'm supposed to be doing coaching from everything I've learned and so in August 2021 was my launch and I started um that summer and things were starting to pick up I'm like yeah this is gonna be great and that's where it all started to become real when I thought, oh, this is just going to keep launching and be like a you know airplane flying up in the air and everything's going to be smooth. And actually, I had to learn quite a bit. It was quite humbling. <laughs> what was the most surprising obstacle that was put in front of you when you started out this business? The most surprising obstacle is that I had so many words that I, I'm, you know, you think of horses 
this, right? And I had a shift from being a workhorse to a thoroughbred. That's one of my, um, my coaches always talks about that and learning how to just be in rest and learning how to flow. Um, Cause I'm an action taker, right? I'll take action. Doesn't matter what it looks like, but sometimes what was most frustrating is I'm taking action. Uh, but what I didn't see the results of it. You know, I would be one who's just like, make mistakes. Well, I'll go back and I'll fix it later. Um, but I didn't see it. And I still was learning the skills, learning who I was and making sure everything was clear, you know, that clarity in who I am and who I'm serving in my message. And I think that was some of the biggest things um, for me, right? Like when I started. So those are some things as frustration, because I want to just be like a horse running out of the, <laughs> the stalls. And yet there were some things I needed to learn and get congruent in and align in. Um, and that was hard for me, right? Because if you're like a go-getter, you just want to go. You just want to get out there and, and go to the races. And then there's some things that have to happen to help you move, move forward. Mm. You know, I think that's such a valuable lesson that you learn there. Um, you know, without a plan, Mm -hmm. and clarity around the plan. Like, where am I actually running to? You know, and so many mm -hmm. of us, we just want to stay in busy mode and because we're pretending like we're being productive, right? And, and many of you, you can relate to that, right? You're like, I was so busy this past week, but I got literally so little done. Like, I didn't move my business forward hardly any. Like, why? I spent 60 hours, right? And I'm raising kids and it's like, why didn't I get ahead? Mm. Well, it may have something to do with what Amanda's talking about, Startup Nation. Did you take time, like a thoroughbred, to really rest and leisure up, um, rest with God, get clarity, create a plan that's going to work? Did you get wise counsel from others before you jumped in and started running the race mm -hmm. in front of you? Amanda, what was again, surprising to you uh, when you step back, say, in leisure and took that quiet time to reflect and like, God, what are you up to here? Where do you want me to actually go? This is your business. It's not my business. Like, mm -hmm. what what did you see? What came up that maybe you weren't expecting? Yeah, I think what was good is when I took step back, I really took some step back to really look at everything. And that's when I got some clarity and also, I think what was most important to me, I had mentors, thank goodness. I had mentors who were there uh, that I wouldn't be where I am now if they, you know, uh, Louise Taylor and, you know, Sherry Ward, like, I, you know, people that were in my life that really, um, really have impacted me and helped me tr grow in my trajectory. And I think if you have those those mentors, they help you find your blind spots, right? Um, that's what coaches do. And I also think that when I step back, I was able to look at my system, see what I need, and then continue. Okay, how, um, you know, am I, am I showing who I am? Am I talking about what I, uh, my passions? Am I actually connecting with my audience? And one big thing I realized this year that I hadn't been doing when I had gone to see one of my coaches who was here was that I... Um, intimacy is my brand. And I, that's a big deal. And that's vulnerable. And that's bringing people into your life, which I had done, but to a whole other level is what I've, I was, I, I've, I've realized in prayer that I'm to do. And so that really shifted me even since the summer. How can I bring that intimacy, that connection that people already have, but how can I bring that truly as, as I am to people and they can see who I am. And so I think for me, it's just continuing to open up and be vulnerable and learn how that intimacy is the core of my brand and that people can see that. 
Can you expand on what you mean by intimacy? Yeah. So um, I, for intimacy, um, when I, when I was getting a picture, I had this picture of the lily as the Matthew six, you know, just really talking about not toiling and spinning. And for intimacy, it's more of like, when you think about any, like with my walk, even in faith, it's how do I, um, just walk and talk with God, right? Just go along and have that ongoing conversation where I can say anything, I can share my heart. Um, and I think sometimes that includes the goods, the not so goods, sharing those stories and being real and raw. And so for me, intimacy is really looking into another person, right? So people can see you, they can see that you're genuine or see what you really bring and that your heart is to help them, that your heart is for them. And I think to a whole other level, it may, it challenged me to, when I go live, Hey, like, this is what I've been through. These are some of my real stories. Um, and I did that, but I didn't realize that it was at a whole other level of even getting to know them, getting to know the people that I'm called to serve and, and empowering them in a different way where they can say, wow, she's gone through that. I can do that. You know, um, like she's taking those different risks that that's okay. Like I can do that too. What's the risk right now in your business that you're taking or you've been taking? Yeah, I think the biggest thing when I started actually in 2021, every single time I'd have something, I was planning on saving so much money to leave and have my business. I'm like, let me be a financially smart person and have all this stuff during the you know, pandemic. And every time God, God was actually saying, go invest. Hey, put this here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have people pray and they'd say, I'd get it first. And they'd say, yeah, you're supposed to invest. So the biggest thing for me was actually, I was giving more than I took in that first year and other people didn't understand that. And I didn't understand it, but I was like, okay, I'll do this. And ever since, I feel like that's been a lot of it is I'm giving, right? I'm out of, out of what I'm supposed to do where I'm going in and getting the skills. And that really was a trajectory that I needed. Um, and then with that is trusting that as I continue, I feel like for me in this season, it's go and I'll provide, right? Take action and he provides or take those steps and he provides or he'll bring the right people. And taking action could be going live or for me actually putting myself out there and, and being okay with that. So for me in this season, it was giving where I need to, to get the skills, to get the mentors, even if it looks ridiculous um, and to, to human eyes, but, and then also to um, make sure that I'm still taking the action so that I can move forward. So to clarify, you know, you did a lot of investing in yourself, a lot of yes. investing in your business to grow it before um, you're reaping the rewards or yielding that huge profit that you've been hoping for and expecting. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, that's correct. All right. So that's a lot of risk. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I know this year, uh, I, I personally am looking to um, invest in uh, high ticket masterminds, right? Starting at 30,000, 50,000, mm -hmm. 100,000. And I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. But I know that that gives me access to smaller rooms with higher ticket clients, which are the clients that I want to work with, and I am working with. Mm -hmm. So it's scary. Because you're like, well, mm -hmm. what if I invest that large amount and I don't get a return? Then mm -hmm. what? Am I just the worst business person out there because I made that bad decision? Like, do you have any head trash around that? Any fear? 
That's a good question. I think um, I think that can be real. You know, if you're going to make a big investment, especially when I was going to say yes to doing some more continuation of things, I'm moving and all these things are happening and I'm not seeing right where there's like lulls and I'm like, okay, this is a big deal. You know, I, all these things are coming. And I remember at some point, um, you know, I, every, every time it's like, get up and go, are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me with this? And also I take wisdom, you know, praying to making sure checking in saying, Hey, is this, this the next step? Um, and then also getting confirmation, but it's still, even in that is a big deal. You're still taking steps that you don't know the, the results of it, but you are, you know, and that's what I found, but in everything I've done, I've, I've found that it's helped me and I've been able to use it and move forward. Uh, and, and that's important. So many of us, I think we struggle with <clears throat> what's the line of that thin line of, you know, am I moving and taking the risks that God's calling me to? So it's, um, it's an act of obedience and faith mm -hmm. uh, versus I'm just taking a big risk without wise counsel and I could lose a lot on this. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that's important, an important distinction. Mm -hmm. that you really don't want to be focused on the latter. You really want to be focused on, okay, what am I hearing God say, whether in my quiet mm -hmm. time with him, what am I hearing God say through others around me, through wise counsel that I'm out seeking, not waiting for someone to come to me and say, hey, you know, yeah. you should do this exact move on this day and invest this amount. It, it mm -hmm. just never happens. But putting yourself out there to those mentors that are where you want to go, and asking them like, hey, what do you think? Here's where mm -hmm. I am, here's the risk, here's the challenge, here's what I'm hearing, what do you see? I trust you enough mm -hmm. to ask you, you know, and actually listen. Um, were yeah. you scared to take that wise counsel initially? I, I was, I mean, you know, honestly, it was a little scary. Even when I started to first invest myself in the, the pandemic, I was in education. I had no background really in mark and business marketing sales. I was new to it, although I feel like God was trying to have me do that in college. I just ignored that and he's redeeming it. But um, <laughs> that was a big one. I mean, I literally, I would be like, I want to be a business person. But I'm like, oh, that's not me. I'm a teacher. Well, here I am, you know, way decades later um but it's okay so i think with uh, with any of that uh the biggest thing for me was the fear i was sitting there and he actually keeps giving this to me and this is maybe for some of you it's with elijah now i always like well elijah was a jerk right the prophet i'm like he just came and was like hey you know give your food up and this widow has like nothing left and gave it but god's like no i told him to do that and he trusted that she would say yes and he knew her heart and she had nothing, right? So this is kind of like some of us out there. We're giving all this stuff, and and you're and you're w actually getting counsel, and half the people might not get it, and you're giving your last stuff, like giving your last bread or your last money, and it looks like wild to people or like why are they doing that but she had oil the rest of her life it, it came forth later and sometimes we don't get it but in the moment it might not seem that it's it makes sense but when we're investing in ourselves and we're saying yes okay you're actually giving that not just to that person that you're investing in who's going to help you but you're also giving that as uh, to god saying hey this is going this is what i'm giving you you know i'm going to get the stuff that you're wanting me to and then however that looks that he brings it back and it might not look like we think it will it might happen where it's you know you sow and then you reap later or it's right away but i feel like when we do that he there's never a lack of oil later mm. 
All right. Startup Nation. We're talking a lot of faith here in your business. A lot of faith, right? But listen, we're you act in faith every day. You get in your car and you drive, you know, into oncoming traffic with a little yellow paint strip as the only thing protecting you down the middle of the yeah. road. I mean, that takes a lot of faith. Right. So we already are people of faith. It's are you willing to be faithful in the areas of your life that actually matter and that could yield great results for you and for your family? Or do you only do it when everything is safe and all outcomes are predictable? Typically, those situations yield very small fruit. Mm -hmm. The safe ones. Right. So I know it's not easy. Listen, we're all in it. We're just at different levels of risk-taking, right? All right. So, Amanda, you're, you've are you been doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? And mm -hmm. you've been doing it for just over a year now. And you're about to cross the six-figure mark. So congratulations for that. Thank We're you. calling that into existence. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and you said stepping into small group coaching uh, from individual sessions has been a challenge or a struggle. What's going on there? Tell us more about that. Yeah, sure. So I've been... Uh, you know, when I first started, I had all these ideas. Right? I didn't know what was what I was going to do. And I came back down to individual coaching, which has been successful and the different packages. And what I found then is, okay, how do I go from this individual coaching to group? And I've tried some different things early on, um, but now I have some different ideas. Um, I have my framework, but the biggest thing for me is, okay, how do I bring people into this group coaching model, right? They've had a lot of good results as an indi in individually. How do I bring that in? What are those steps? And so I think before I was going with a little bit more risk doing that, and now it's almost like I've done a little bit more planning to figure out well, what exactly am I offering? And I have the offer, but now it's uh, me thinking, okay, how do I, what does that look like to step out, right? Like, what does that look like? Who, where do I find these people and where do you go? Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing is how do you, how do you get the people? You have all these people one-to-one, -one, they want that, but how do you also then translate to, hey, you still are going to get some amazing results as a group? Because I love group I see people break through all the time I've been doing that with uh, our book authors I do some partnership with a uh, with uh, my business partner who does uh, publishing and so we I do groups there but still to see that shift has um, been challenging for me you know for me to say how does this work how do I get uh, my message across that audience and find them so that's been my biggest block is like figuring out how does that how do you do that? How does that work? And what's the best method for, for me starting out? Now, your business partner has successfully done it in her publishing company, correct? Um, she's Well, she's working with, you know, authors, so it's like not necessarily group, but we've okay. now, we do have, yeah, so it's different in that re regards, but we do now have, um, you know, challenges and we have cohorts and whatnot. And I, I actually lead group coaching after that during our program. But for me and my own personal business, I haven't seen how to translate that individual to group. That's something I want to do. Um, but I'm definitely still learning how to do. For sure. You know, I've seen um, <clears throat> many different models for that switching over to group. And mm -hmm. like I said, I've gone through that challenge myself. And when I did launch, even with successful models, uh, the timing wasn't there. Like God's timing was not mm -hmm. there because literally it went nowhere, even mm -hmm. with a lot of effort and a proven model. And I was like, what? 
what's going on here? It should have worked. And the mentors were like, it should have worked. And we we're all just kind of stumped. And then they came back as faithful entrepreneurs and they're like, it's probably just not the right timing. Like God's doing something here. He's just kind of like not letting it happen yet. Mm -hmm. So he's still moving other pieces into play. And I'm like, okay. So I, I just eased off the throttle there. So Startup Nation, if you're in this conundrum uh, with Amanda in your own business where you've been told repeatedly, hey, you really need to move from one-on-one -on -one coaching into group coaching. That's where it's at. Once you go group, you never go back, right? <laughs> You've heard that. Well, I believe it's true. I believe it's very true for a lot of coaches. So what's the right way to do it or a less risky way? And I'll just offer one possibility here just for you listening. And Amanda, maybe it's something you know that you gravitate to mm -hmm. as well. Uh, have you considered Startup Nation and Amanda taking your existing one-on-one -on -one coaching clients who have already paid, maybe a, you know paid in full up front or they're, pay they're on monthlies, and saying, hey, I'd like to uh, offer you an add-on of group coaching mm -hmm. uh, for a nominal rate um, in, you know, on top of your package, or I just want to throw extra value at you because I'm about to expand the group coaching model and I want to beta test it. So with mm -hmm. that, I'd like to invite you all into, you know, groups. So in addition to your weekly sessions with me or monthly sessions with me, I'd like to do once a month a group mm -hmm. session, you and my other one-on-one -on -one clients, and we're all going to come on in a group experience and you're going to get so much value because you're going to hear them ask questions that you were thinking of or didn't even know to ask that are so relevant to your business and you're going to have breakthroughs and ahas when you watch others have breakthroughs and ahas mm. so the one-on-one -on -one is fantastic and the group is just going to expand the results that you're getting is that something you'd like who's going to say no to that and then that gives you as the business owner amanda and startup nation the opportunity to kind of work out the bugs, so to speak, and practice in that group environment. And ready? Then when you're out marketing your group package, you're inviting people into an active group already. They're mm. not the first. Nobody wants to go first or be the first. But you're inviting them in to, all, to a group with all your existing clients. They don't know how much they paid or that they started with one-on-one. None of their concern. <laughs> and from there, you start to evolve it over to group coaching. How does that land with you? Mm. Is there something there, Amanda, or no? Yeah, that's, to, that's actually such a, um, a simple and pretty much, I feel like when you said it, I was like, okay, that's exactly it. So, so thank you. I, I actually think that we're, that makes sense. I already do something in my um, one group, uh, you know, just like a debriefing, just checking in with goals. So I actually think it's the, ne it does make sense as the next step. And so I'm definitely going to, um, I think that's, yeah, I think that see like that little blind spot was right there. So thank you for that little nugget. And hopefully anyone that listening, uh, that makes sense to me, but I was thinking how to start completely new, but see, you start with what you got and keep going. So that's, that's brilliant, Joseph. Thank you. Go God. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, we, we forget to use the resources right in front of us so mm -hmm. many times, right? And God's already equipped us. He's given us the people and we're like, God, I need more. I need something different. You know, I can't do it with this. And he's like, think different. You don't need yeah. different. You just got to think different. Start creating mm -hmm. possibilities mm -hmm. instead of more problems. So within every problem startup nation, there are unlimited 
possibilities waiting for you to access if you change the way you've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so right there is a very non-intrusive way to transfer over into group coaching with very little risk, like very yeah. little. And it's a win-win-win because you're adding extra value to your one-on-one -on -one clients that they didn't pay for. So like, you're awesome. You're even better to them now. And then you can ask them, hey, in exchange, ready? We're going to build another possibility on top of this. In exchange <laughs> for me giving you this co group coaching experience, beta uh, experience, free of charge, complimentary, I'm going to ask you to invite three other people that you know who may be interested in this group coaching with me. Yeah. And right there, in exchange for their free group coaching, they become referral partners for you. And maybe that's a way to do it as well, right? Mm -hmm. So just think out loud here, people, right? There's so many possibilities. You got to mm -hmm. expand it, expand it. All right, Amanda, what has been, let's go back to one-on-one -on -one, though. Yes. It sounds like uh, you're going to use this model that God just presented through me and mm -hmm. you're going to uh, hit your 100K. Like it's, it's happening. Yes. That's so exciting. It's awesome. Going back to one-on-one, -on -one, what has been your most successful marketing system for landing mm -hmm. those one-on-one -on -one clients? Because there's many coaches out there that struggle with the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. And they launch the Sorry. group and they're like, I crush it at group. I don't know how to get into one-on-one -on -one and I know that's the higher ticket. Tell them what you yeah. did. That works. Sure. So I think the biggest thing for me was using my voice and going across different platforms and just sharing you know, I would go, I have, I had a podcast, but I was sharing, I put myself out there, even asking to go on different podcasts just to get to know people. And I also think, um, just even people referring, I had people watching me, right? They're watching you. And so over time they say, Oh, I've been watching you for so long. And I finally, finally wanted to, I knew that I needed to talk to you and they just need to see you. It's like, if they don't see you and know that you're there, um, think about it. You go, you know, McDonald's, you know, even know the emblem, right? You know, all the different logos of target. And so it's kind of like that. If they don't actually see you and know what you're bringing, then it's going to be hard to get that. So I've had referrals from clients that were pretty big. I've had people on media and then also in my, uh, partnering with my my business partner, that's brought me uh, people as well. So within those three different areas of me going out there and going live and sharing different aspects of what I do, providing those different testimonials and making sure I network with people, uh, that has really helped me to be successful. Let's do a quick recap on those three, please. Sure. So the first thing I did was go live. I took action by going live, speaking up, across social media. Second thing was that I um, I talked about referrals from my different clients, got referrals from them. And the third thing was that I partnered and networked with other people. And that was, that was helping me to bring in the different clients, podcasts, networking, uh, partnerships. Excellent. Thank you for that. Now, Amanda, you do a special type of coaching, right? And you said mm -hmm. your gift is intimacy, <clears throat> mm -hmm. which means you're getting into people's stuff like mm -hmm. deep into their messes, their embarrassments, their humiliations from their past or in their present, things they don't want the world to know. They've been wearing a mask and hiding it all these years. How did you successfully get some of these clients that have been healed to refer people? Like what's the pitch? 
that they then yeah. take to others without revealing their own mess, so to speak. Because I know there's a lot of clients who won't refer. I know this is the case in my own business. Yeah. You know, guys that are dealing with a lot of their darkness, they don't want the world mm -hmm. to know that even that they successfully came out of it. Mm -hmm. There's shame around like, oh, I can't believe I was actually involved in that. So for them to position it and ask for a referral, like how did you present that successfully to them? That's a great question. A lot of the times my clients, some of, a lot of them were in hiding. So instead of them saying perhaps about any of the, th the deep stuff, they say, hey, I'm now using my voice. I'm able to go live. Uh, I'm starting my business. You know, I'm, I'm now thinking differently. Um, you know, I had so much uh, pain. Now I'm shifting to so much more peace. I feel different. My wellness is different. My well-being. And when they talk in that way, we're focusing on the actual results of what happened. And so we're looking at what people want, right? We want to be in a certain place. So I usually, they usually tell, share, hey, I was going through this and now here I am. And so that's usually the way that um, they posture and even people have come to me is like, oh, okay. So they're, they're having, you know, this release of and a change in their systems and even their marriages and relationships and, and their businesses and profession. And, and that has been what has brought people. So I get that. So like, did you instruct them on like, hey, just keep it real general? Like, hey, you know, I've gone through a, we went through some dark times in our marriage, you know, and now after the coaching with Amanda, like we have so much peace and fun again and romantic, like they don't get into the details, right? Is that the safe Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, you, some people do now, depending, there are some times where people, if they're going through some hard things, right. Some people might go to the outcomes and other people, right. Depending they've, I've had referrals from where they're saying, Hey, there's been these different traumas, you know, we're, this has been impacting us and, you know, working with me has helped them shift, you know, very quickly from um, that really hard place. So they do share some of the stuff that's going on and how that's impacting them. And then the, that comes in as the referral or the people are checking in. And so I've had both. Um, but I do say, you know, usually depending on um, on the people that, you know, sometimes people get scared for like, ooh, you know, I don't want to share about my, you know, those pain points. So a lot of times it, if they know the people or they know what they're going through, they usually just say, hey, do you know if somebody's, you know, going through X, Y, Z, and then I they, they want this. And so it postures people to know, oh, okay, so yeah, like this, but they're getting here. So, so I usually talk to them about that. I say, hey, if you're going to share it, you know, can you, you sometimes it's like just sharing and they're like, oh, that's me, right? <laughs> that's me. I might need that, but it's not in a weird way. It's just sharing, hey, this is what I've been through. Do you know of anybody? And sometimes it is that actual person that they're talking to that needs that. And so depending on the person, um, you know, I do posture it both ways. I'm like, you know, the people you talk to, you know what they need and you want to honor that. And you know, like if someone's super fearful and they're like, oh no, I don't want to share these things. I might, you know, you might not go there <laughs> first. You know, you want to really build that rapport. That makes a lot of sense. Have you noticed a difference in the quality and quantity of referrals from your female clients versus your male clients? That's interesting. I actually have a lot of female clients, but I would say I've also had like where I've had clients, but their husbands actually were referring me um, because of the change they've seen and vice versa. So that was really unique where the husband was actually, you know, wasn't what that ended up becoming client later. But basically, I've seen quality from both ends. Um, but what has been really amazing is that in, in some of these referrals, they're talking to different people in the medical field because I do some things which seem interesting but there's some 
the medical, the anatomy, the physiology, the understanding of how we get impacted um, in our belief systems and how, what that does to us. And so I was finding based on some of uh, some of those clients, the going into the medical area more. Okay. Yeah. And I bring that up because I noticed guys are a little more resistant to share that they had a problem and now they're fixed or mm -hmm. they're better. They just don't even want to bring it up. Even if they have yeah. friends that are currently struggling with what they just got healed from, like mm -hmm. it's absolutely fascinating, but female women, they're refer like, oh yeah, I did this. And I, <laughs> I was such a mess. And, and then this happened and just like open about their yeah. problems or previous problems much more than guys is what I've seen. Have you noticed that, that gender divide? I have noticed that. And I think that's even statistically true. You know, we're even in mental health for men. It's not, as, it's still stigma, stigma, even though we're talking about it more, um, you know, or just talking about anything. I feel like, uh, Joseph, you probably see that in your work, but it is uh, where I see that there's less of that talk um, and women, yeah, women tend to say, hey, this is happening. This is amazing. And they're a little bit more open about uh, sharing or referring at times. So I picked the ideal clients to get referrals from. Yay, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're speaking with Dr. Amanda Hellman, and uh, she's opening up about, like, this is how she's uh, about to cross the 100K mark in her business in less than two years, which is super exciting as a coach. Um, she's bringing God's healing into uh, the work that she does. So she's letting her, letting him lead her, um, her decisions for the business on how to grow it, how to expand it. Uh, she's taking time for leisure to step back and assess, like, where does he have her going next, rather than just being in constant uh, action taken mode um, and forgetting sometimes if you're still on track. Are you still headed to the destination that you set for yourself in the business? Uh, what do you do to strengthen and deepen your faith, Amanda, on a, say, a daily basis or weekly basis? Sure. Uh, I think what's important for me is taking time in the morning. If I have, I have my morning time, my evening time, and that's really important. And even during the day, being intentional about how I'm doing, even how I'm feeling. If I have some moments where I'm feeling stressed, what do I do? Right? Where am I going to? How am I? What am? What are my healthy ways to cope with that? Um, you know, do I, do I talk to God? Do I go to something else to try to help me? And I think over time that's been helpful to say, what am I thinking? What, what's going on now? And what do I need to actually feel? It's okay if I feel scared. It's okay if I'm afraid. It's okay if I'm doing something and acknowledge that. And that's where I process that with even God and say, hey, you know, this is, this is what's going on. And then I get revelation and I take that time. And if I don't, it's there and it'll be there until I actually address it and I actually feel it and I actually sit with it. And so that has been something that I've been very intentional about because as I do that, I notice that I shift. I notice that I'm more grounded and that as I move through the day, it's it's a, it's a deeper grounding and it's a deeper, deeper leveling as I move instead of being, uh, I have a choice. I can continue to allow that anxiousness to come up or I can say, okay, what's going on here? What's the root of that anxiousness and how can I address it? So I'm not carrying that, carrying that with me throughout the day. Let's just deal with it. What is going on? So to clarify, you're using the success tools that you give your clients. You use them mm -hmm. on yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah. they just work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that big time. Um, do you ever get discouraged in your quiet time with God? Like, 
do you ever go for long periods of time where you don't sense him or hear from him or get clarity on something and you get discouraged like many of us? I think at times um, I'm thinking now, like when there's certain situations where I'm, uh, you know, waiting on him and he said yes to, for example, saying yes, you know, continue with the getting more investing in yourself and then there's a little lull and I'm like okay Lord like what's going on here right what how do I move from this uh you know how what's going on like what am I missing or you know am I to wait am I to go and I think during those times that's where I'm checking in but it's it is a check-in because you're you know but also sometimes he's like we already told you <laughs> you know go forward and sometimes it's and that's right based to hmm and it's like god's like you're gonna not always get it right you know i'm not always gonna get it right but he's proud when we just take those steps and so for me it was okay like you're not failing right that used to be a big fear of mine i'm not failing in this moment i'm god's taking me through I'm take, going through a process and I'm learning how to um how to get the strategies or that things are going to work out I it's just not on my timing right it's like I'm waiting for something and it's going to get taken care of but it's not right now and then in the moment so how am I going to respond so that's when I get discouraged I'm like okay like right now things are happening right things are are needed and then all of a sudden it does come but not on my timing so it's it's really me understanding that yeah that's so powerful and relatable sometimes we we're moving in faith with God and we see the door open we know the next right move we're scared but then we do it and then we see the next door open we take that mm -hmm. And then three doors in, there's no next door. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? It's been two days. Like, I need to move. Like, what's the next yeah. thing? And for me personally, like, sometimes I'll just go back to him and be like, God, do you want me to move? Is there a, a next right move? And often I'll hear, be still. Mm -hmm. Like, this mm -hmm. is a time to be still. Like, I'll present the next door when, the, when you're ready to receive the next door. But those lulls in between can be very discouraging because yeah. we expect the speed to stay consistent mm -hmm. and the momentum, don't we? We do. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it's like his time and my time are very different. You know, he's still on time, but his time is different than what I think of in my humanness and my human time. Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like, you know, there's times in our business to sprint. And then there's other times to slow down and run the long marathon race. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times to sit and rest and just be still. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we think if we're not sprinting at all times, something's wrong. I'm doing something yeah. wrong. And there's head trash around that. Okay. Thank you for that, Amanda. All right, Amanda, okay. welcome to our favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Just the freedom of my schedule. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Working from home. Let's go. What's your least favorite thing? The uncertainty at, time, at many times. Yeah, it's not that steady paycheck. Man, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? Challenge with uh, just really trusting things are going to continue to move forward. Yeah, I got that. Relatable. What are you most afraid of? It's afraid of, uh, I think, just some of the things that I know I'm called to, not necessarily coming to fruition. I want to I live my whole life the way I'm called to live. Yeah. 
be emptied out at the end of your life, left everything on the battlefield, right? What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Stressing and being anxious about everything instead of just really getting quiet. Yeah, getting quiet, trusting, and taking action. What secret fear do you have about people? I wonder sometimes if they're always, I think I said this before, but they're genuine or that they truly, um, sometimes they always, they truly care. Mm -hmm. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? I would have learned to just still keep moving forward and not allowing my fears of stepping, of talking or stepping out to hinder me. Yeah, I got that. What's a new habit you're going to create in your business? To continue to step out and have a lot of fun. Have a lot more fun than I've ever had this year with it. There you go. And the risk is the adventure, right? That's fun. What's yeah. a bad habit you're going to break in your business? It's going to be, um, let's see, a bad habit to break in my business would be um, staying in any type of plateau. Like wherever I'm supposed to go and, and move in the new, I will do. Okay. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Fun, caring, and free. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Stressed, anxious, and uncertain uh, at all times. Start of nation. Are you hearing a pattern here? Yeah. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, Amanda, tell your family and friends only one piece of advice about true success in life and in business. What would you say to them? To say yes to yourself and invest in yourself and that love always wins. Love always wins. It's like a Hallmark card. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much. Okay. Now's the time you get to give uh, Startup Nation a homework assignment. What is one action they must take this week if they want to get over the 100K mark like you're about to do in your business? My challenge, if that's okay to you, is to identify what is your biggest fear or, th or statement you're thinking about that's hindering you and flip it. What are you going to do that's opposite of that statement? And so I challenge you to do that this week. Okay, Startup Nation, that's a big challenge. What's that statement you've been telling yourself that's causing you fear right now in your business? Like maybe it's a lie, right? Most likely it's a lie. Like, and now flip it and like, can you give us an example? Yeah, sure. So for example, if you're like, I can't go live or, you know, I'm not qualified or I can't go live and share. I want you to flip and say, I'm going to go live and share about who I am and the value I bring. Or for example, I'm afraid that no one's going to uh, watch my posts or watch my video. I'm going to go live because people are going to be, are watching and I have something to share. Okay. There you go. Startup Nation. Do you accept her challenge? All right. She's looking you in the eye. Right now. <laughs> I am. She is. She is. Startup Nation, it, did you enjoy this episode with Dr. Amanda Hellman? If you did, go to podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, go to Stitcher.com or go to First100K.com, First100K.com, write a, an honest review about Amanda and the value she brought to you and your business today, okay? If we like what you say, uh, we'll read your five-star review uh, live on the show, and I'm about to do that for Ryan J. Cug. Ryan J. Cug uh, wrote a five-star review. Great show, great concepts and ideas 
ideas that always help anyone looking to grow, expand, and make more of themselves. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about, investing in yourself. Well worth the time and looking forward to the next episodes. Ryan, thank you so much for your five-star review. Startup Nation, go write yours. Amanda, where does Startup Nation go to find out more about you? Sure. One way is info at amandahelman.com. That's email. Or you can go to my website, www.amandahelman.com. All right, amandahelman.com, Startup Nation. Amanda, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. It was great to be here, Joseph. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.